Welcome to StockInvest.us podcast. StockInvest.us is a research service that provides financial data and technical analysis of stocks. All users should speak with their financial advisor before buying or selling any securities. Users should not base their investment decision upon StockInvest.us. References to any specific securities do not constitute an offer to buy or sell the securities. By using this information, you agree and are held liable for your own investment decisions. For more information, please visit stockinvest.us. Hi, and welcome to stockinvest.us podcast for week 12. It's uh, Jim. We are getting closer to the spring. The days are brighter, they are longer. The question is, will that be the same for the stock markets? Will they finally get some traction again? Will it go up? Will it go sideways? Or will it go down? We will try to uh, dwell about that. We will uh, do some small analysis. We will look into uh, my portfolio, of course, by the end of this podcast. And during the podcast, I will, as usual, try to give some tips and tricks, try to give you some insights. We will do the standard analysis uh, of some of the major companies, Apple, Tesla, to mention some of it, and uh, Bitcoin. Bitcoin being uh, super popular, uh, it's been stable for two weeks now, but it is trending higher. Will it continue? How high will it go? We'll try to look into that as well. Usually I start this uh, podcast uh, telling a little bit about how many signals uh, is uh, around the world and buy sells, etc based on the huge uh, data that we analyze. We analyze our company, StockInvest.us, analyze more than, I think it's actually getting close to 32,000 uh, stocks, indexes, uh, currencies, etc. around the world. So we have a fairly idea about how things move. And uh, why should you try uh, to understand signals across uh, the world? Does it matter what happens in uh, uh, Japan? Uh, in Europe, does that have any effect of uh, what, what's happening in the uh, United States, uh, in Nasdaq, in the tech stocks? So what are the connections? How can we look things uh, in a bigger picture? Does it even really matter? Is it possible to say something about the week ahead of us based on the week that we just left? Uh, from a technical point of view, I'm a technical trader using technical analysis. I am pretty certain that you will have a far better idea uh, about what to expect if you look uh, at the past. Simply because uh, there is patterns, they tend to repeat. And uh, sometimes when it's very, very off, uh, either too much buy signals, too much sell signals, we know there will be a reaction. It's just a question exactly when will it be. So it's a little timing question. Uh, but from these things, you can really do uh, good trades. And for two or three weeks now, I told you the market would be volatile. It would be perfect for trading. And last week was no exception. I told you the penny stocks might do uh, very good. And for the first part of the week, they were really doing good. Personally, uh, it was super duper week. Uh, I've seen this before. I was able to do the high and the lows uh, for day trading. Some of you uh, probably gained back a lot of the losses from the previous week uh, and some even uh, just had a very good start, but a little bit uh, less uh, good end on the week as the markets fell 
last week. So what is the situation? How does the market look? I used to refer to uh, these buy and sell signals, but let's start with Nasdaq and Dow Jones. Last week, uh, they started very good, but then had some red days. This had to do with the unemployment rates coming in, the very different things coming in. And one of the things I mentioned, I don't remember if it was last week or the week uh, before, is that the interest rates, uh, the 10-year Treasury yield is increasing. And uh, last week, uh, it increased as well. And this is one thing that you can pay attention to because this will affect the market hugely. And it's one of the things that really can scare. Now the COVID situation is more or less under control, so I don't expect uh, any COVID news to push the market too much in any direction. There are some problems with AstraZeneca vaccines. Of course, that will affect AstraZeneca stock, but in general, in general, you should not expect, unless there is some crazy, crazy news about the insane mutation uh, with extreme high death rate, you should not expect that COVID anymore will push the market in either direction simply because it's used up. Now the focus is more on interest rates. Where are we going from here in terms of inflation? So that uh, had an impact last week. Uh, and as I will tell you in just one minute, I believe it will have some impact this week as well. And what are the key figures that you should look at? But let's look at Nasdaq. Nasdaq didn't move much uh, last week at all. It started the week at 13,320 points, ending 105 points down to 13,215, or just less than 1% down in total. 0.80 uh, if to be exact. Looking at uh, Dow Jones, Dow Jones started the week at 32,779, ending the week uh, at 32,628 points. That's down 150 points for Dow Jones, or less than half a percent, 0 0.46 uh, to be exact. And this is the first time in uh, some week that Dow Jones actually is uh, down. Nothing scary at all. It's a sideways movement. It was starting very good. I thought it could be a very good week. I expected the volatility, but then some uh, new figures came in pushing the market. I think it was down uh, 3% one day last week. And of course, this takes uh, an impact. I also told you that uh, because for weeks and weeks and weeks, actually months and months, I've been telling you that oil is the right place to be. But last week, I told you that I expect oil price maybe be at this high. Last week, it was traded around 65 and it took a fall last week and is currently trading around 61. And uh, while speaking about oil, I don't think you should expect too much from oil. No, it can actually continue to slide a little bit uh, down. But when it comes to the oil companies, you have to remember most of these companies make very good money when oil prices are above uh, $20. Depends a little bit where you are if you go to... Uh, Saudi Arabia, etc. They managed to produce oil around 10, 11 dollars per barrel on some of the best uh, uh, oil wells. Uh, if you go to the shallow sand in uh, America, you will find higher prices there, about 30 plus something dollars. But every one of these companies are making good uh, cash right now. And this uh, will come into play very soon as they will start to push their quarter results and they will do updates and they will do investments. And I still believe that there is lots of gains to be made uh, from the oil sector, but I don't believe the oil price will push uh, high anytime 
very soon. I expect there will be a peak, but this peak I expect will be from uh, uh, some possible conflicts coming up, uh, especially around the Middle East. That could push uh, the oil price for a very short time, very high. But in, in general, I don't think that we should expect too much more gain uh, from the oil price. I think it's uh, currently trading at a somewhat fairer levels. I expect it to move between 40 and 60 uh, for some time uh, ahead of us. The, um, the other thing uh, that I mentioned is this um, uh, inflation. Uh, the markets are more and more expected uh, inflation, the prices to go up. We know this, the oil price been high, so the energy cost in the United States been, and of course, any other places around the world been increasing quite much. The other thing that is happening is uh, the different governments around the world is continue to pumping cash into the markets. Uh, the relief bills in the United States, $1.9 trillion uh, were pumped into the markets. Uh, and this will have effect on the stock market. We'll get back to that as well in just a few minutes. But money are pushed into the markets. Uh, interest rates are kept extremely low uh, to stimulate uh, the market as well, Stimul uh, to give some extra growth. Uh, but all of these things is slightly pushing uh, prices uh, up. Uh, we can take different markets, Lithuania, Norway, which I follow a bit closely. Host prices been rising despite of COVID, simply because uh, people can borrow uh, money for almost zero interest rates. And that have been pushing the host prices to very high level uh, in both Lithuania and Norway. And you will find that's the same pattern in many other countries. So what happens when the interest rates uh, will go up? Because if you look at the 10-year treasury yield, last time I spoke about it, it was two podcasts ago, I told you it's been rising from some 0.60 all the way up to 155. And uh, now it is uh, already at 173. So just since my last podcast, some uh, two weeks ago, 10 trading days, it's increased by 10%. It is uh, by all means still low, but it means that the markets, the professional investors, they expect uh, a scenario of increased inflation uh, and that uh, the interest rates slowly will go up. And take again Norway for example, I was listening to the radio one day uh, from the central bank and they uh, said the same thing. They expect over the last two years actually to increase the interest rates five times. During. It will still be low, uh, but anyway, it will go up. And these things will have a long-term effect on the stock market. We know that money flows into market when the rent, uh, interest rates go down, out of the market when interest rates go up, simply because you can put money into the bank and get a, a decent uh, return on your money. Federal uh, Bank uh, also increased their interest rate uh, expectations. It was previously expected that the American infl inflation rate would be at 1.8% for 2021, but now they have increased it to 2.2%. So these are uh, figures and today they will re uh, release uh, monthly expectation and it's a consensus around 0.3. But if this number comes above 0.3, it could affect the market today. If it comes very low, like 0.1, it could do the positive thing uh, have a positive effect on trading. So these are fundamental news that can push the markets 
And uh, we was in an extraordinary situation. We're slowly getting into more normal situation. Life is slowly bit by bit returning back to the normal. May not seem like it, but it is. And uh, then these uh, very, very common thing that usually been uh, the market drivers before come more into play. What do the federal banks say that will turn the market? So for the week ahead of us, uh, there is no real uh, big events coming out. Last week, uh, the unemployment rate shocked the market a little bit. Uh, some statements from the bank did as well. And of course, the interest rate uh, had a little uh, toll on the expectation. We look at buy and sell signals across the world. And uh, for weeks, I was telling you that the markets were way too high. There was a uh, uh, correction coming. Uh, and you have to understand that correction is not necessarily bad. Uh, it just has to be in a controlled fashion, be in a natural way, a natural correction. Uh, uh, because the worst thing that can happen is if you get into a situation where you get a total collapse. But there was nothing indicating a total collapse, just this natural correction. And if you look at the the, the Nasdaq index, for, insta, for instance, we can say that it has a sell signals from long-term moving average, a sell signal from the short-term moving average, but it's not very high on the relative strength index. The market is consolidating, it's moving sideways. What I told you last week, which I will repeat this week, is that what we have to look up for is the next top. So uh, last week, the top was found at uh, 13,525, which is lower than the previous high at 14,000 points. But this is an interim top. It's not necessarily uh, the main top. Uh, I think the markets will uh, go up this week. It will continue to climb. The reason for this is because of the stimulus package. Last week, people started to receive their checks in the United States. And much of this money will find the way into the stock market. And it will. And that was the reason why I said penny stocks will go up last week. Uh, they will find their way to more high-risk stocks. So I expect also that to be continuing this week, that you will see high-risk stocks um, do far better than, for instance, uh, good uh, valuation stocks like uh, Apple, Microsoft. I expect that you will see companies, uh, growth companies like NIO, uh, all these penny stocks will continue to do good because a lot of money will find way into these uh, stocks. Usually they are traded with low um, liquidity, which means that just push a little liquidity and they rise uh, very fast. It will be an exciting week. Exciting to see uh, how it will go. And uh, I was warning you that the market was way too high. It was buy signals above 50% uh, was uh, buy. And that is way too much. Last week or last two weeks, I've been told, uh, telling you that it's been low and that you can expect market, especially two weeks ago, I told you now it's really time to buy because it was way too low. And if you look at uh, signals all across the world, right now, 37% of everything that we analyze is giving a buy signal. That is uh, high, but not very high. It's what I would say normal. If we go to Nasdaq, we can tell that Nasdaq actually fell last week. Only 32% of the companies at Nasdaq gave buy signals. I find this to be a good sign. Uh, as I told you in the beginning, the market only fell uh, less than a percent at Nasdaq. Uh, and uh, the lower the buy signals go, they eventually flip and turn uh, upwards. The market is not 
oversold. Then uh, if we look uh, at the stocks, we will not find uh, oversold stocks as much as we did two weeks because then everything was oversold. So it's just buy what, with, uh, whatever you had because it was so easy to uh, pick up. Now, uh, things are not oversold, but they are low on the relative stint index. And that tells me with the given momentum, if you manage to get that volume incentive from cash being pushed into the market, we can look uh, good gains uh, ahead of us. Going to New York Stock Exchange, it was 50% last week. I said that was a very high, uh, but this week it's only 40. So it's also getting better um, uh, in New York uh, right now. If we go to Europe, we can say that uh, both London and Frankfurt reduced the number of buy signals. They correlate with the American markets, usually to high degree. Uh, so 35% uh, buy signals in London right now, 44 in uh, Frankfurt. Uh, so if you trade based on signals like this and you trade across the world in different markets, you can actually uh, use this as strategies. You go in where there is potential for growth, meaning that right now there is a higher potential that uh, the average amount of stocks in London will do a fairly little bit better than in uh, Frankfurt. Uh, if we go uh, across the world to Asia, we have Tokyo uh, and uh, Japan and China uh, by Tokyo Exchange and Shenzhen Exchange. Well, uh, Tokyo continue to increase uh, this 55% uh, of the signals uh, in Tokyo right now is buy signals. So that's starting to get very high. So I think that Maybe not this week, but next week you will see uh, a smaller correction in Asia uh, while the European markets can uh, go up. Uh, if you want to dive deeper into these things, if you're trading currencies, etc., these are things that you can use uh, trying to time your currency trading a little bit better. Shes in China have been very low for weeks and weeks and weeks, uh, but is now at 24. So the optimism uh, in the Chinese stock market is slowly growing. So that were uh, the markets. Uh, to sum it up, I expect the markets to be green this week. There is a higher chance that it will be green uh, than it will be red. I expect the volatility to continue, which means that if you're a Zoom trader, if you're uh, again, if you are a uh, uh, GameStop trader, whatever it is, expect uh, up one day, down one day, and with higher volatility than is normal, which means that it could be up 20% one day and down 15 the other, not 2 or 3%, but that you expect it to move high. How do you navigate uh, into this territory? Well, there is two strategies. One thing is to turn off your computer, you invest in what you believe in, you turn off your computer, you don't go crazy looking at the daily changes uh, because you are not trying to trade the swings, you are trying to trade the trend, the longer term trade. So that is one of the things that you can do, invest in uh, whatever you expect to grow. Turn off your computer and don't, uh, don't look at it because um, some uh, get very, very uh, upset when markets are down 3%. They do irrational actions and sell the stock just to see that the next day it's up 15%. And I promise you that many of you listeners actually did that last week when market fell very uh, fast, very hard. You sold absolutely everything just to notice 10 minutes later that it was back to almost the same level. Expect these same kind of things. 
if you are a trader, the thing, the very best advice I can give you, because uh, we can go into the specifics, how you read the volume in the chart, how you read the trading volume during the day, how you look at the average trading volume during the day. Is the volume increasing? Is it decreasing? Is the price going up? Is the price going down? Is the volume following the stock? Um, and we can dive into candles. We can dive into so many uh, momentum indicators, how you can try to uh, time your tradings. Um, even simple things that round numbers when the stock hit 150 expected to go down because 150 is a psychological barrier. If it hits two, expect the same thing, blah, blah, blah. We can go very deep into these things, but uh, not in this podcast because I'm already speaking way too, uh, too much. So I'll make a dedicated podcast where we'll try to dive into the more specifics. Uh, but uh, that is the best advice I can give. If you try uh, day trading, buy on red days, sell on green days. That's how you will uh, try to do it. And if things feel unnormal, if a stock feels like it's unnormal much down, it usually is. If it feels like it's unnormal much up, usually is. And if you want to try swing traders, use this uh, gut feeling, this stomach feeling. And in general, just buy on red days, sell on greens, because it has to do with the percentages in the top and the bottom. But uh, it is time to move um, on. Uh, let's start with the, the companies before we head to my portfolio. Looking at um, Apple last week, I said to you that um, I believe uh, Apple will end the week at 125. That was my uh, expectation. Well, uh, Apple uh, started the week very good, but ended the week uh, less good, ending the week just below 120, 119.99 to be exact. This uh, is a support level between 120 and 115. There is no support at all, but at 115, there is a decent uh, support. So my uh, prediction of uh, ending Friday at 125 was a little bit uh, off. Sell signal, long-term moving average, sell signal, short-term moving average. The volume is going in uh, divergence with the price. I don't like that. And that is the reason why I will only put $114 as target this week for Apple, because this divergence tells me um, that uh, there still might be a negative pressure in the stock. Uh, and for the next five trading days, uh, I think that it will go down. It could dip as uh, low as 115 just to uh, go up to 120 and then have another dip and ending the week somewhere around uh, the bottom of the falling trend. Because right now, Apple is in a falling uh, trend. It's established and it needs to break higher than 143 to reestablish a rising trend. So for the long-term trader, the things uh, the, the Apple doesn't look as attractive as before. But uh, Apple is a value stock. Uh, so if we get into very bad market situation, Apple will hold far better than if you invest into Sumerica or whatever company it is. Uh, you will see less loss, uh, losses in Apple. That, that's for sure. So there is a positive and a negative uh, side about Apple. But Sum it up, uh, Apple don't expect much for the week ahead of us, ending the week lower than it started the week. So the target will be 114. 
The next stock uh, is uh, Microsoft. And last week I told you that uh, I expected Microsoft to end the week uh, at 240. That was my guess that it would push upwards. Did the same thing like Apple, started very good, heading for 240, then took a dive at the last part of the week and ending the week at 230.35. So I was some $9 uh, off the target. Looking at Microsoft, I like much more what I see in Microsoft. Uh, slightly divergence uh, as well, but not, not as much as Apple. Sell uh, signals from short-term moving average, long-term moving average, uh, but it still is within a rising trend. It still has some momentum from this trend. And I think that it could uh, slowly over the week uh, move a little bit uh, upwards. Trying to find uh, a target for uh, this uh, ticker is so much, it's so much guessing because the, right now there is a higher chance that the stock will continue down for the very short uh, term the next few days than it will continue upwards. So I expect actually some volatility in Microsoft could be as low as 225 during the week and maybe as high as 240 over the week. But in general, uh, if we uh, go one week uh, forward and we look at how Microsoft moved during the week, I expect that the total picture to be more horizontal. The target for the week will be um, not as high. Uh, we will try to be a bit moderate and set the target for $232, which means that it will go slightly up by the end of the week. During week uh, uh, will be better. The next stock uh, that we analyze uh, is Tesla. And uh, that is really a, um, a hard stock to uh, predict. Uh, it has uh, lots of volatility, but as I told you, it's uh, lately it's been very little volume in Tesla. So for sure, the interest is decreasing. It, has the, it had the obvious buy uh, two weeks ago when it was too much oversold at $560. So the, the reaction, as I said, I expected it to go up to uh, 270. That was, uh, that was so expected. That was a super easy trade, to be, to be honest. Now it faces uh, the same resistance. It doesn't have uh, divergence in volume. Volume is to some degree following the stock. You can say it's been moving horizontal between 650 and 700 for the last uh, one and a half week. Um, and uh, actually the same thing is being signaled right now that it will move between these uh, two levels. But as I told you, I expect money to be poured into the market. And I think these things can affect the more high risk stocks like Tesla, uh, for instance, sell signals from long-term moving average, uh, sell signals from the short-term moving average. So the general picture is that it will be harder. I do not expect much from Tesla. Uh, the relative strength index is in the medium. It's indicating that it will push uh, downwards. I think that we can see uh, $600 sometime during the week that it will uh, fall as low as 600, but uh, slightly uh, climb up again, a little bit volatile, but not too volatile uh, week. Uh, ending the week, uh, it will just be a hard guess, uh, but my guess is that it will end uh, the week somewhere around, it should be around 650, 700. And uh, so we will uh, just 
stick to 675, which will be higher than uh, it ended the week, some $20 higher than the end of the week. Uh, and, uh, it will also uh, give a slight idea what to expect. The general picture for Tesla, I've said this before, the general picture for Tesla is it's trending downwards. So I think the best days for Tesla actually is over. But you never know. Uh, it just takes uh, some crazy good days and the picture can change totally. But it will not change unless Tesla move across uh, above 900. Until that happens, it should struggle. Getting uh, closer to uh, uh, to the end, we'll go to uh, to Neo, uh, and Neo is another electrical vehicle company. Uh, I've been trading in and out of Neo, and I believe Neo will do good. In general, you can expect if you look very long term, you can expect uh, good things from green technology and electrical cars. Uh, of course, the thing about Tesla is that Tesla had to break uh, had to um, break the market. They invented the market. Uh, all these things come with a cost, uh, and uh, they are priced so highly that it's the amount of cars they will have to sell to uh, to get to a fair evaluation of the current price. It's well, you can do a calculation. Uh, but it will be very hard. And right now, I believe Tesla is making more money from uh, the Bitcoin investment than from actually selling cars. And it will not be easier as much more cars will enter the markets. More producers, the regular uh, producers of cars, General Motors, uh, Toyota, all of these are making super fantastic electrical vehicle companies. So the technological gap is closing in. Um, so the advantage that uh, Tesla had in the very beginning is slowly decreasing. It will be harder to uh, do proper and good business. But Tesla, Elon Musk is a very exciting uh, person. You never know what they will do. Some week ago, he said, I will buy Bitcoin. So Tesla bought uh, Bitcoin for quite much money. So it's an interesting company. And things can be pushed in either direction. Uh, and usually Elon is good to push it upwards. Neo, uh, somewhat the same as uh, Tesla, actually more or less the same, been moving uh, between uh, 37 and uh, 46 over the last two weeks. Uh, I like what I see in the volume. It's following the stock much better. And that gives me the idea that the stock should continue to push uh, upwards. Last week I had a target of $50, only managed 43, so it was uh, way uh, off target. Uh, but I am positive uh, uh, to uh, Neo because simply I like what I see in the volume. And uh, sell signals for us in all the other stocks I mentioned, sell signals from the long term moving average, the short term moving average, but I think that gap will close a bit. I put a target, uh, I continue to have a target for $50 for new. I think it will push uh, upwards, uh, should be volatile, should be higher one day, down the next day. At least that was for sure last week where it moved up from 40 to 44, 45, then just back to 42, 43 and up and down uh, all week. But in general, uh, looking good. Uh, I think Tes uh, Neo look uh, better than Tesla if you want to go into electrical companies. I have to mention that Stock Invest uh, have sell signals for all uh, the stocks that I mentioned uh, so far. This is based on on algorithms. Uh, they look uh, at things. 
different lane. Uh, and uh, this evaluation might change. We just need one, two good uh, days of trading where it breaks up because it's very strict looking at decent amount of uh, indicators are giving sell signals uh, and it needs a confirmation that the uh, market will be move, moving upwards. So uh, for this podcast, uh, I'm actually talking against... Uh, against uh, our own algorithms because they are slightly more negative uh, than I am. And the reason for this is because I tried to uh, also take into account how will the stimulus checks been uh, used? How will they uh, be done? The careful trader, uh, and our system is based on uh, being careful, use probabilities, etc. The careful trader will wait until he see a a upwards pattern being established. So uh, that's about your risk strategy. I've been speaking about this as well. Uh, you have to define what kind of investor are you? Are you investor? Are you trader? Are you day trader? Are you weekly trader, monthly trader, or just a simple investor? Where are you in this uh, landscape? Uh, do you try to be ahead of the trends? Do you try to just be in the trends? Because uh, if you wait uh, for, for all signals to turn green, you will lose uh, some of the beginning. And if you are in a green market and you wait for it to turn red, you will lose some uh, of the top. This is something called the slowness of indicators. There is a signal uh, delay. So I'm just trying in this podcast to be a little bit ahead of the general signals. And uh, by doing that, I appeal more to those who try to day trade and be ahead uh, of the trends. The last stock uh, before we look at Bitcoin and my portfolio is uh, Amazon. And uh, last week I told you that I believe Amazon would end the week at uh, 3,000 points. Uh, But it ended at $3,075. I like uh, more what I see in Amazon right now than I did last week, simply because the volume is following the stock a little bit uh, better gives it gives it uh, it it's a little bit easier uh, to predict what will happen next. I expect Amazon maybe to go down to three thousand to start push upwards again. Has a sell signal from short term moving average, long term moving average, but it only needs a few dollars to give a buy signal from the short term moving average. Relative strength index is uh, not high at all. It's in the middle of the tree, which means that it can increase uh, a lot more. I expect that uh, during this week, uh, Amazon will just slowly go up, some up and down, but slowly up, up. So I put a target for $3,150 for uh, Amazon uh, over the week uh, as such. And I think in general, uh, the picture is looking slightly better. But like Apple, uh, and Mike, uh, like uh, Apple, not Microsoft, because Microsoft is still in a rising trend. Amazon is also slowly going into a falling trend. So these big, big tech companies uh, do not have uh, the best future pattern. Indicates to me that it will be a harder market if we move one month, two months, three months ahead of us. But for the very short term picture, all of these companies which I mentioned today are in the very lower end uh, of the trend and usually uh, stocks react upwards either to the middle or to the top of the trend. So there's still 
uh, room for words uh, movement. Finally, uh, Bitcoin last uh, week, I was uh, too uh, optimistic with Bitcoins as well. I said it will move upwards to uh, $70,000. And if we look into uh, Bitcoin, as I said before, there is nothing in this picture indicating that anything drastical will happen with Bitcoin uh, in very near uh, future, simply because there is so much support below today's level all the way to 45 Lots and lots of people been buying at these levels. Uh, we know that uh, Tesla did so, uh, and they will hold on to their Bitcoins. So I don't manage to see there has to be some very special event, worldwide event, pushing Bitcoin extremely down. Until then, I expect it to continue upwards uh, in the trend. Uh, last week, it was uh, very little volatility in uh, Bitcoin, moving more or less exactly around $56,000, $58,000 all week. A little bit up, a little bit down, ending the week at uh, 58000 I think it was uh, Friday. So uh, the question is, and that correlates with the market. I also told you this last week that uh, I expected very good markets uh, last week that could push also Bitcoin up. And I think that uh, the markets are, uh, in my opinion, uh, still giving room for upside. So I'll keep uh, the same target I had last week. I think Bitcoin will move upwards to $70,000. But uh, when it gets up to $70,000, we should be ready for a reaction downwards. I think I mentioned this also in the last podcast. So optimistic about Bitcoin. Don't see any huge, huge problems right now. Uh, there will be problems later. We will also speak about that. And it has to do with psychology uh, and trading patterns uh, to do. Finally, finally, uh, starting to round up this uh, podcast. Uh, what happened to my portfolio? How, how are we doing with actual money? Because that's the name of the game. Actual money, just not talking. Uh, how did we do? Well, uh, it was a very good uh, week indeed uh, because I was able to swing on so many of these obvious trades. Like when market is down 3%, I just push because I have a waste part of my uh, portfolio in cash. Due to the circumstances, how I expect the market, I have so much of my portfolio in cash. Right now, it is uh, 51% uh, is in the stock market. The rest is in uh, cash. It swings a little bit up and down. So whenever uh, I see a good opportunity, when markets overreact, I simply just push a lot of money into the market, uh, buying. Sometimes I don't even look too hard on the companies because if a company is down, eight, nine, 10% uh, in very short time, over half an hour or one hour, it is simply too much. It will have a reaction upwards, maybe just to 4%, but that is uh, still uh, good. And especially if you have some sort uh, of good liquidity, if you can put more than a few hundred dollars into it, if you can put a few thousand, one, 2% actually is very good gains. And sometimes, uh, especially last week, I was able to do several 10% uh, in just a matter of one or two hours. So it was indeed a good week. My portfolio, the one that we follow here, which uh, I update every week to tell you, well, uh, we will start with a very simple thing, just a, a short repetition. I put my portfolio in uh, three categories. I have uh, a high 
risk part, I have a medium risk part and a low risk part. And as I see the market, what I expect from the markets, I uh, decide how much money do I want in my low risk and how much do I want in my high risk. And last week I expected high movements in the penny stocks, so I had more money in my high risk and portfolio. This is about strategies. You can learn more about it if you are registered at stockinvest.us. You can go to your profile page and you will find three chapters of a book I'm writing trying to help you to avoid losing money. Actually, the title is How to Lose Money. Uh, and I try to give the examples. Where will you lose um, your money? And having not having a strategy is one of the ways uh, to actually lose your money. Don't, uh, don't just do it random. Have a strategy. It will help you. Be, the best way it will help you is simply it will show you where do you do your mistakes. So you can learn from it. What is your trading pattern? What kind of trades? Because some of them will be repetitive trades. And for most of you, uh, the most common error you will do is you will buy in. You don't buy soon when soon was at 170. I bought whatever I could because it was falling from 250 to 170. It was an obvious buying opportunity. But you waited. Oh, no, it might go further down. Uh, but when soon was up at 230 again, uh, because I saw this on Discord and I see this from private questions into my uh, email box, etc. Should I buy Zoom now? Should I buy Zoom now? Uh, but Zoom was already up uh, 60 cents uh, from bottom. So this is the co most common trading pattern that you are too slow. You jump on in something that already taken out a huge part of the portfolio. Let's start uh, on the very low end. Uh, for weeks, some weeks ago, I said that I don't believe, uh, actually it's a few months ago now, I said that I don't believe much from the major stocks because I had some, uh, some uh, uh, almost 50% of my investments was into low-risk stocks. It was Apple and Microsoft, but I said I don't think they will gain much more, so I sold them. But... Uh, not last week, but the week before, I reinvested in Apple because I thought Apple was uh, very low. I bought uh, Apple at some 120, uh, but it's currently trading at 199. So for the low end stock, uh, Apple, the Apple investment since investing is down 0, 42%. But I still believe there is a few percent. I'm not gaining 10% in Apple. I'm looking for uh, way less than that. But as I said, if market is red, I believe Apple will hold good. In the medium risk stocks, what I consider to be medium risk, uh, I have NEO. And as I told you, uh, sometimes my stop loss get caught and I managed to accumulate. So over this period of over two, three months, I actually accumulated more than 70% stocks, extra stocks in NEO than what I started, simply because my stop loss is cutting when it's falling too fast. The stop loss is cutting, but I want to be in NEO because I believe in NEO. So I, uh, I uh, buy shortly after uh, when it's falling a little bit more, accumulating more stocks for the same amount uh, of money. So, uh, but since Christmas, we've been following this portfolio since Christmas. I bought Neo a long time before Christmas, uh, but since Christmas, it is down 11% uh, the price. Looking at the actual portfolio with all the accumulation, I am 19% in plus in Neo. The other stock that I have in my medium portfolio is Petrogeo Service Norwegian uh, company traded uh, at uh, the Scandinavian exchanges. 
simply because I believed in oil, I thought, uh, as I said, it would do very, very good. So far uh, last week, it fell a little bit because the oil price fell. So it ended the week at 6.41 Norwegian Kroner. But since Christmas, this stock is up 73%. Still in my portfolio, I believe it's much more to come from this stock. Uh, and uh, this one, I don't uh, run uh, stop loss on. You may ask why, but it has to do with the trading account. Uh, the Norwegian trading account is not as sophisticated as the American one, which I use uh, Ameritrade, which I really enjoy and like uh, trading with. For the was Xpev, I sold Xpev uh, as I told you. So I have a lot of stocks in the high-end portfolio simply because I believe these will be good. And one stock that we've been following for so long is Diffusion Pharmaceutical. I bought this last summer at uh, 44 cents, later more at uh, 52 cents, currently trading at 102. Since Christmas, the stock is up 28% and I believe it will just continue slowly up and down. It's high-risk stock, penny stock, so you have to uh, be prepared for big up and down. It's just uh, the name of the game. They pushed some news, but of course they managed to push it in a negative market again. Uh, this week I don't expect very much from Diffusion either, but it could be that it will push upwards to 120 because there is some momentum. Arbus uh, still with us. Uh, last week ending the week at 365 only up 2.81% uh, since Christmas. Done some accumulation there as well. The more newer company, if you're a new listener, you've been with, with me for the last few weeks. Well, uh, the newer company is, is uh, Ur Energy, uh, ending last week at 124. Uh, and since I put it into my portfolio, even there's been some accumulation, but since I put it into my portfolio, it's up 26%. Uh, the other company uh, I bought is Ukugen, uh, last week ending at 8.92, been swinging, it was up at 10%, my shares, uh, and uh, sorry, $10, then fell down, shares were cut, so also at uh, Ukugen, um, uh, there's been a good accumulation, I think it's 23% extra shares I managed to accumulate in Ukugen, and I believe that we will see good gains uh, also this week. The last week, which I mentioned, uh, the last stock, which I mentioned uh, last week, uh, is a pink stock. And this is the things, uh, unless you have money to waste, this are not where you want to put your money because it is extremely illiquid. Uh, it moves extreme high uh, volatility. I bought uh, Velocity Energy Inc. Uh, VC. EU is uh, the ticker, uh, Velocity Energy, and uh, last week it was moving up all the way to 15, 18 cents, then down ending the week at 7 cents at hardly any trades at all. So some, uh, I bought it at 10 cents, uh, so it was up 80, 90% just to end the week down 40%, but I expect it will be uh, climbing higher and what i'm looking at is this stock is it's in rising trend there is more and more volume pouring into the stock so i believe that given the right market condition it was a hard market last week going uh, more ways flat giving a positive week if we get two three four percent at nasdaq for this week this stock can e easily move up to zero three 
uh, or 30 cents. Uh, getting in, getting out is hard. You have to be uh, be patient. RC is falling. Uh, stock is rising. Uh, I like everything I see about it, but buying and selling is very hard due to the liquidity. Uh, your order may be sitting for hours and hours, even days. Uh, and getting out is not easy because it dries totally up if it's a red day. Some more liquidity if it's uh, a green day is pink stock. And the reason I bought pink stock is simply because I believe you are in the end of a very long upturn. And usually at the very end, you see these tails. Uh, so you get the penny stock ride and then you get the pink stock ride where the pink stocks start to go totally crazy. And I hope to be in one of these stocks. So I just take a small bet with money I totally can lose. That was uh, the podcast already 47 minutes. Uh, we'll end it there. Uh, I hope to release a few additional podcasts, not this weekly update, but some additional podcasts where we dive a little bit deeper into how can you time your trading uh, and a little bit more about trading psychology. I hope uh, you will have a good trading week that you will put some uh, green um, into your account. And uh, I hope that you will follow me, that you will uh, tune in next week when we will look at how did it actually go, uh, what was the result, were we able to make uh, some money, was we right about how the market will move, uh, you never know for sure. Until then, uh, have a super nice week and we will speak. Bye. This podcast was brought to you for free by Jim Strömberg and StockInvest.us. If you like to support the podcast, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash Jim Stromberg.